Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Reading Through the Bible with Elder Linda. So glad you joined me. Uh, if this is your first time coming on the channel, here on this channel, we read the scriptures together. We make sure we understand what we're reading and then we make, make application to our lives. Uh, so glad you joined me. I post a new video by uh, Wednesday of every week. <clears throat> if you uh, want to be notified when the videos are posted, especially on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel called Reading Through the Bible with Elder Linda. And also, just a reminder as well that questions and comments are welcome. Uh, and you can um, give your questions or comments on the Facebook comment section or, you, or the YouTube comment section. Okay, so last week, <clears throat> we, started, um, we started on Matthew chapter 17, and we read actually verses 1 through 13 of Matthew. Uh, and we were talking about the transfiguration. And for those that weren't with us last week, okay, the transfiguration is when Jesus took Peter, James, and John up on a mountain with him. And he was actually changed and transformed right before their very eyes. And he was glowing. He was just full of light. And they not only saw Jesus on that mountain, but Moses appeared beside him and Elijah. And on that mountain with those three, the law uh, represented by Moses and the prophet represented by Elijah, and Jesus in the middle, and we talked about how the law and the prophets both pointed to Jesus. Uh, we couldn't feel the law. We couldn't carry out the law. So the law showed us that we needed a savior who would be Jesus Christ. The prophets all prophesied that there was one that was going to come that was going to save the world from their sins. And Jesus Christ was that one. So it, it all came together on that mountain. And Peter, James, and John were able to see it. And it was called the Mountain of Transfiguration. So we talked about that last week. Uh, this week we will be... Uh, hopefully finishing up Matthew chapter 17. We'll see how the Lord leads. Um, and maybe start on chapter 18. So we'll just see. <clears throat> so let's just start with a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord God. I honor you. Father, I thank you for the privilege to study your word. Lord, I pray for all those that are listening right now, all those that will listen. Father, I pray that you would meet all those needs, Lord God, whatever need each one has, and you know each one by name. Father, I pray that you would meet their needs. Father, that you would even touch our spirits on tonight as we study your word. Father, that your word would become a part of us, that you would write it in our hearts. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come in and be the teacher, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. I just love studying God's word, and I hope um, that many of you have that same <clears throat> feeling about studying God's word. And just remember on this show, we, we're not exhausting what um, these passages mean. We're doing the bare necessities. We're getting to, um, we're trying to make it very simple so that we can understand. And God and the Holy Spirit at any time can come back and bring that scripture back to your mind and enlighten you and give you a deeper meaning of the scripture that we learn. So, uh, so don't, you know, don't be alarmed if we don't go too deep on some things because that's by design. I just want to make it simple so that everybody can understand it. Amen. And when God tells me to, to go a little deeper on it, I will, but we want to make it just simple. <clears throat> Amen. So we can have a clear understanding of what is written in his word. Amen. Amen. So let's just start in, we're in Matthew chapter 17, and we're going to start with verse 14. We're reading from the uh, King James Version of the Bible. We're going to read verse 14 through 21, <clears throat> and it's talking about how Jesus healed 
a demon-possessed boy. Verse 14, says, and when, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sinuses draining. So if you hear me clear my throat, that's what that's all about. And I apologize in advance. Verse 14 says, and when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire and off into the water. And I brought him to the, to the disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Verse 18, And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that day, from that very hour. Then came his disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto him, unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. So we're going to stop right there. <clears throat> Now, normally, um, what I felt to do now, I've, I've studied the Gospels before where uh, you do the synoptic Gospels, where you study you study all the Gospels and put all the pieces together because each author gives it from their perspective. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you know, they, they each give it from their perspective. Um, some things that are in, in some Gospels aren't in other Gospels. Um, but I just felt to stick with each gospel, each author, and get what they wanted us to see from their particular book. So that's why we're not really studying them all together. However, with this particular story, <clears throat> Matthew kind of really gave just the really, really bare necessities. He didn't really go into a whole lot of detail. So I do want to read that again, but I want to read it from the book of Mark, Mark chapter 9, verse 14 through 29, so we can get uh, more details about this uh, particular event. So Mark chapter 9, I'm still in the King James Version. We're going to read verse 14 through 29. Get, so it's going to give us a little more detail. It says, and when it came to the disciples, he saw a great, and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed. And running to, to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, what question, what question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wherever, wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him. And he foameth and he gnasheth with his teeth. So we find out the, the, the young man is foaming and gnashing with his teeth and he's being torn. Um, uh, in verse 18, and he pineth and he pineth away. And I spake to the disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer, suffer you or bear with you? So that means bear with you. Bring him unto me. Verse 20. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit talking about demon spirit, tore him. And the, the boy fell on the ground and started wallowing and foaming at the mouth. 
And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto, unto him? And he said, of a child. So this boy has been going through this for a long time. Verse 22. And oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. So this man is really desperate. He's asking for help. Verse 23. Now I want you to really catch this verse. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with his with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Verse 25. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him, in verse 28, privately, why could we not cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting okay so that gives us a little more details with this uh this young man so basically he's having uh this young man is having seizures and ep ep epileptic fits and seizures um uh, and convulsions which means you know all of a sudden his his body's jerking he's foaming at the mouth and uh and, and it's it's demon activity is throwing him to the ground and we know it's demon activity because as soon as they saw jesus it threw him to the ground uh, the, the spirit threw him to the ground and started convulsing him and making him, him jerk and, and uh, jump around and, uh, and have these seizures. And he's been doing this for a long time. So, again, Mark tells us that the boy's father knew that it was demon activity. It tells us that the demons had been attacking him for a long time, throwing him on the ground. And he said he's foaming at the mouth. He was grinding his teeth throwing him in the fire, uh, throwing him in the water. So the demons are really like they're trying to kill him. Uh, and his whole body would become rigid. And then, like I said, we knew it was spirits because as soon as the spirits saw Jesus and recognized him, they threw the boy to the ground. But the part that I really want us to see that in Mark 9, 24, when Jesus asked him, asked the father, uh, do you believe? And to me, that's, that's some awesome words that the father spoke. He was so real. He was so truthful. He's probably tired of dealing with this with his son. And in tears, he told Jesus, he said, I believe. Help my unbelief. In other words, I'm believing all I know how. And if there's any flaws in my belief, if there's any uh, spots where I'm not believing like I'm supposed to believe, then you help my unbelief. And that should be our prayer, that whenever God is... Uh, showing us something or giving us a truth or even telling us that something is going to come to pass. And if there's any uh, doubt in our hearts and in our minds, it's okay for us to say, God, I believe, I believe all I know how. 
If I'm not believing like I'm supposed to believe, Jesus, help my unbelief. God loves that sincerity. He loves that realness about us. We just need to be real. Let him know how you really feel. God, I want to believe you, but the, the, this doubt keeps creeping up. Lord, help me to believe. Amen. And just with that sincerity, Jesus uh, healed his son. And then you have the disciples who are wondering, well, how come... Why, why couldn't we heal him? Why, what was wrong with us? What was wrong with our faith? And Jesus said, because, because of your unbelief. So obviously they didn't have the faith, as much faith as they needed to heal him. And then in verse uh, 20, it says, we're back in Matthew verse 20. Uh, it said, if you have faith, and we know we like to quote this, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed and be you cast into the sea and it's going to happen. Well, we like to quote that. Uh, that scripture, and it is a good scripture, but we need to recognize that uh, faith comes from spending time with God and, and walking close to him. Uh, it says, if you have faith of the mustard seed, you can, we can rebuke attacks from the enemy because actually at this point, Jesus was talking about the demon possessed man. So yes, we can rebuke demons from people when we have the faith and when we're walking in close contact with God and listening to our, to the Holy Spirit. But then the uh, kicker verses in verse 21 where he said, how be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. And uh, this verse is not in all translations but it's here um, that God wants us to know that Prayer and fasting is key to living a powerful life with God. When you pray and you fast, you're denying yourself, uh, especially when you, when you fast. Um, and yeah, there's no scripture that say you got to fast four times a week. You got to fast one. There's nothing. There's no set rule about fasting. You have to be led by the Spirit when to fast, what kind of fast to go on. Um, and, and you should be led by the Spirit because when you're led by the Spirit to fast, He's going to enable you to complete that fast. And, I, and I'm always saying, I always know when the Holy Spirit's on me to do a fast because usually it's not hard to do when the Holy Spirit puts me on a fast. And not that I go on them often, but when I do, it, He puts me on it and I'm able to, um, to maintain and to go through the fast. But I believe the reason why this is left out of some of the translations, why it was allowed to be left out of some of the translations, is because God does not want us to feel, to think that prayer and fasting is a, uh, is our formula to get power. Prayer and fasting, and let me say that again, prayer and fasting should be a lifestyle. It should be how we live our life, uh, that we, we want to be close to him. So, there, so we find ourselves on our face before him, spending time with him. Uh, sometimes you can lay before him and, and not even have a grocery list of, oh, God, I need you to do this. God, I need you to do that. God, I need you to do this. God, save my mama. God, say. Sometimes you can just lay before him, Jesus, I just want to be in your presence. I just want to sit here and just feel you just wash over me. I just, I just want to be near you. I just want to be close to you, Jesus. God likes those times too. There's nothing wrong with the prayer list and, and, and asking him for what we want. He said, you have not because you ask not. But make sure, in addition to the prayer list, that you're spending those quiet times where you don't even have a whole bunch of stuff you want him to do for you. You just want to lay in his presence. Amen. Jesus loves that. 
But the disciples um, could not cast him out because um, they because they actually they're not fasting right now. Um, and if you remember in Mark chapter nine verse fourteen, John's disciples asked Jesus, "Well, how come your disciples aren't fasting?" And Jesus told them, "That's because I'm with them." And think about that. Jesus is the source of power. Jesus was walking with his disciples. Why did they need to fast when they had all the source of power right there with them, walking with them? So, so they didn't fast then, but Jesus said, but when, when the bridegroom is taken away, they're going to fast. So once, they, once Jesus was uh, crucified and resurrected and uh, was went into heaven to sit at the right hand of God, once Jesus uh, was elevated, okay, now they're going to fast. Because guess what? Now the power source has left, so they're going to have to keep plugging into the power source. How do you plug into the power source? Same for us. We should be plugging into the power source by praying, standing on our face before God, talking to God. And when I say stand on your face before God, that could be literal or that could be, you know, you could be on your job, doing your job, and you're before God. Now, now that might sound strange to you, but you can be in an attitude of prayer even while you're doing your job. And you're not stopping doing what you're supposed to do. Now, don't get me wrong. Because when you're on your job, you're supposed to do your job. But then you can be on your job and have an attitude of prayer. Have an attitude of praise. And you're doing your job. In fact, it'll make your job go even a little better. Uh, and you're just whipping it out. And he's giving you, he's downloading ideas for you on your job. And, 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 and giving you things that you can do to make your job better. Attitude of prayer. So we need to plug into the source by prayer and by fasting amen however he leads you to fast and let me just give a, a a disclaimer with the fasting make sure that if you're taking any kind of medication um you want to be faithful to your medication if you have to eat something to take your medication there's ways you can fast without messing up your meds and without uh you know doing something that's going to be detrimental to you amen uh, because you can fast from TV, you can fast from social media. There's different things, different ways you can fast, and I believe God will honor that. Amen. 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 So um, the next section is when Jesus predicts his death, and that's in Matthew chapter 17, verse 22 and 23. Let's read that. Because Jesus is preparing his disciples uh, for his pending departure because he is about to die. And he told them in Matthew 16 for the first time, Matthew 16, verse 21, that he was going to Jerusalem and he's going there to die. So he told them then. So now every chance he gets, he's, he's reminding them that he is going to die. And verse 22, it says, And while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed un into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And the third day he shall be raised again. So he's reminding them of his death. And this time, you remember the last time he said something about dying, Peter jumped right in and said, oh, you can't die, Lord. And, and Jesus had to rebuke him because, yeah, it's his destination to die. So after he rebuked Peter, uh, this time the disciples didn't. They just felt grief about what he was saying. So then let's read verses 24 to 27, uh, which is an interesting part about the taxes uh, that are going to be paid. It says, and when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, doth not your master pay tribute? And he said, yes. 
And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him saying, now this tribute that they're talking about is there, there was a temple tax that, that, um, that every, everyone 20 years old and, and older had to be, had to pay. And you'll find that in Exodus chapter 30, verse 13 through 16. All the males, 20 years old and older, were supposed to pay a temple tax. And this temple tax was what was supposed to be used to, for the update, keeping the temple going and for the services that were used for the temple. Uh, he said, yes, and when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, and he's talking to Peter, what thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? of their own children or of strangers. So mind you, Jesus and Peter are going into the temple and they walk right past, I guess the person is collecting this temple money. And also note that uh, this temple tax, this whole episode here was only recorded in Matthew. And think about it, Mac Matthew was a tax collector. So of course he's gonna take note of anything that has to do with people collecting taxes because that used to be his occupation. So uh, uh, Mark, Luke, and John, none of them reported this. Matt, this is only found in Matthew, this episode that we're reading here. But uh, Jesus questioned Peter. He says, okay, well, um, when, when they overtake a, a, a people, who pays tribute? Who are they going to be seeking money from? Uh, is it going to be the people that are actually there? Or is it going to be the strangers that, they, that they've captured? And so in verse 26, Peter said unto him, of strangers. And Jesus said unto him, then are the children free. But, so Jesus said, you know, technically we shouldn't even have to pay this. But notwithstanding, he said, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea. Now get this miracle. And cast a hook and take up the fish that first come. So he'd go to the sea, go fishing. And the first fish that you catch, you're going to find a piece of money in its mouth. Take that and give that unto them for thee and me. So, uh, as, as I said in, in Exodus chapter 30, verse 13 through 16, it talks about how the males 20 years old and up were supposed to pay a temple tax. And a temple tax was basically two days work. So this wasn't a small amount of money. It was uh, two days work. And according to the um, New Living Translation commentary, the tax was two... Uh, I might butcher this word, two drachmas. And it was two drachmas per person. So this coin that was in the fish's mouth was actually equivalent to four drachmas because Jesus said this, this will be enough to pay the tax from you and me. So the coin that he picked was even uh, for four drachmas. Amen. So we're going to stop there. Uh, with, we did finish chapter 17. Next week we'll be starting with chapter um, 18. But just remember, uh, one thing we want to uh, bring out here and remember this, to be honest, even with the man that says, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. We want to be real with God. Just be for real. Just tell him how you really feel because he already knows you. He already knows your heart. You don't need to hide from him. Say, Lord, here I am. Just do whatever you got to do. You know, be honest with him. When you're upset, Lord, I'm mad. I'm upset. They just they just got on my last nerve, Lord. Jesus, if you don't do something, nothing to be done. 
Be honest with him. God prefer you being honest than for you to be fake. Amen. Be real so he can deal with you and cleanse you and so that he can help you, that he can help any unbelief that you might have. Amen. Amen. So anybody out there listening who have not accepted Christ into your heart, please go into my channel on YouTube, Read Through the Bible, Elder Linda. There's a playlist with two videos. One is called The Sinner's Prayer, where you'll be led to Christ and you'll be uh, shown all the reasons why you need Jesus. Amen. It's a short video. Uh, the second video is called uh, Teaching About Salvation. It's on that same playlist. And this will give you all the scriptures concerning your salvation. Amen. Amen. So please give your heart to Jesus. Tomorrow is not promised to us. Amen. So God bless you. And we're going to say a quick prayer as we close. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord God, for all those that are listening. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. Father, that you're so gracious to us, that you have so much mercy for each of us. Lord, we ask you to forgive us. Forgive us for things that we might have said that were offensive to you, O oh God, that offended anyone else. Holy Spirit, cleanse us, wash us, and make us over again. We surrender to you, Lord. Lord, help us in even our, in our unbelief, areas where we don't believe as strongly as we should. We're asking you to help us, Jesus. Father, we praise you, we honor you, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.